from the filmmaker who made films that were banned in Queensland and went on to get this one banned in Ireland, we're exposed to what is best described as the Muppets on Smack. We're, of course, talking about Peter Jackson's Meet the Feebles. What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Elementary, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. Now, don't call me sure. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. So, you want to join the Feebles? Oh, rather. <laughs> Meet the Feebles! Meet the Feebles! Meet the Feebles. The movie that began as family entertainment, but went horribly wrong. Have you got any smack? Smack? <laughs> tried to stop. Oh, The story that rocked the puppet world. This is a family show, for Christ's sake. Sex. I'm hot, Bletch, but not the way you think. Drugs. Animal husbandry. Why did you bring it here? It's not mine. You know it's not. We'll let the court decide that, shall we? And the garden, garden of love. Meet the Feebles turns the cabbage patch into the killing fields. It's contagious. It's the big one, Harry. No, it can't be. I've taken precautions. I, w I read the phrase anal antics and now I can't do my intro. Um. Deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to Pop Culture. I am Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. And in this episode, we are, of course, talking about Peter Jackson's 1989 masterpiece of smut. Meet the Feebles. Um, <laughs> I don't know where one begins with this. This was a movie that I got into Peter Jackson in my late teens, 16, 17, like, like not just Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson, when you discover... Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson. And I remember Jason saying, have you seen Meet the Feebles? You should check that one out. <laughs> and I found a DVD of it. And what an eye-opening experience it was. In my, I think it was in year, like year 12, because I remember my my best mate getting in trouble for singing the sodomy song in, in class. 
<laughs> oh, they you may nice. find it odd of me. <laughs> it's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's got it's um yeah, what a what a film. Yeah, it's a gloriously bad taste take on the Muppets. It, it's certainly referencing them big time from being a variety show, even with a beginning that meet the feebles and so mm. you know it's a muppet show tonight and it takes you down avenues you never expect muppets would go down and um boy does he do it so well uh it it's interesting that uh the americans have tried to do this well they've uh, tried since, very recently too the um yeah. was it the happy happy time murders i think yeah was, stuff or, like that was and just a waste and I'd even say, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone attempted sort of a similar thing with Team America, and um, but they just they all pale in comparison compared yeah. to this. I think I think Avenue Q is probably the closest thing to like a quality knockoff, mm. but even then, it's <laughs> yeah, Meet the Feebles is a singular beast, <laughs> and it's all because he dares to go where no one would imagine you would. Um, it, it's interesting though that the puppets allow for it almost uh mm. you're sort of forgiving for what the content is and whether it's uh pornographic to drug inducing to full gore and sex and violence mm. and so on it sort of uh weirdly gets displaced slightly by the fact we're watching all these puppets do it yeah like takes the like if you're watching people do it it would just be horrifying <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then it just adds that whole level of humor uh, which is uniquely peter jackson too mm. so we have to ask though because we've already put our point of view in there monica you have yeah. not seen it until now yeah um this was my first ever screening of meet the feebles um it was a fever dream it was disgusting and crass and i loved it <laughs> <laughs> i would pay good money to watch an entire feature film of just the character who has all the Vietnam flashbacks. I would really love to see that movie. Oh, even his song's great. One leg missing. How do I get around? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I just found like these absurd situations and I guess a critique of what happens behind the scenes of stage productions and allowing you to sort of really just laugh at what is going on you know behind closed doors which could be quite horrific for some <laughs> for some for some be it you know um a rabbit who thinks he has got some sort of killer sex disease with a fly paparazzi chasing him down and harassing him. he's got the he's got the hiv yes. <laughs> to yeah. sebastian the fox who just wants to have his moment in the sun in the sun and you know his song about sodomy so is <laughs> what he's really passionate about it's what he's passionate about <laughs> to the yeah like the corrupt nature of bletch yes. running the show and um heidi being sort of manipulated by him as the star and yeah i found a lot of the characters kind of represent an archetype that you sort of see in films so obviously robert the hedgehog is like a new method actor who's come in because he's asking for his motivation just you know on how to bear a flag for a musical <laughs> number lucy his love interest is a bit of an ingenue and an up-and-comer um hilda's obviously the aging star and um carrie the rabbit's like 
the bad boy with like the sex secret. <laughs> so I thought it was a really fun way to sort of explore the archetypes that you come across and I guess um, all the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. And do it in a more, yeah, like a, a, a filthier way because it's like, oh, well, I'm not making fun of anyone in particular because they're Muppets. Yeah, and it lets you go full tilt with that because they're Muppets, you know. Um, if you saw this as a live action film, I think the reaction would be very different. <laughs> the parody would watch it. <laughs> the uh, parody is sort of definitely in your face in lots of places, but it just works so nicely seeing it acted out that way. It's almost like a a cartoonist mm. doing their cartoon for some sort of newspaper which is doing mm. a parody and they'll have these characters that represent the yeah, obvious but these are live live action yeah. versions mm. of it you know the journalist in the toilet getting the story <laughs> and yeah it's, shit. <laughs> it's just so so well done and then you know mm. the over the top uh deer hunter sequence of course with the our vietnam mm. vet knife thrower yes yeah. <laughs> reform is the enemy of revolution <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the chattering <laughs> and he's just swinging in his hammock just you know completely having withdrawals <laughs> yeah to the idea yeah, the drug users and then the the, the sort of um the sexual deviants in the basement making their porn and yeah and then it turns into a snuff film <laughs> <laughs> Like it's it's grotesque, but the entire time I was sat there, I was just like, "What the hell is going on?" But I love it. Yeah, this is fantastic. <laughs> Through to the uh, the 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 savagely violent finale. Yeah, oh, you course. know what? I I loved it. I was like, you know what? Good for her. <laughs> Heidi's revenge. Poor Heidi. She, she snapped so much better. Yeah. And you know, there's sort of like I guess she's a a slight deviation of Miss Piggy in some ways, but it's just like the full oh, yeah. <laughs> snapped version. Mm. Um, yeah, and then just even some of the setups of it, uh, the way it's filmed, it, it uses the tropes of all of those types of films as well. So if you go back to the Vietnam sequence, it's you know, mm. things like Deer Hunter and that's really yes. obvious in it, but it's done so well. It, yeah. You can see immediately what's going on and read into it and then find the humor instantly yeah. even um when you're going backstage you sort of see where everything's sort of placed like they understand um the use of space incredibly well and then you go to this sudden outdoors scene in a golf course <laughs> 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 hilarious <laughs> um I, I think it's also an indicator of uh, there's a sense of humour that I don't think you're going to get from American films that New Zealand and South Africa and Australia, just because we're, we're sort of so self-scathing uh, quite often, but happy to go places people don't usually go. Uh, yeah. England does, sort of, but I don't think they, they quite would go this far. And it's um, someone's review said it makes Monty Python look mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, he uh, he and he. I think in those first few films, where you you get that sense that he's sort of he's got an irreverence that is just 
so fun. Yeah, I my introduction to Peter Jackson was obviously The Frighteners and then Lord of the Rings. So when I saw Meet the Feebles, I'm like, this is an entirely different filmmaker. I, I almost don't recognise that this is him. But well, it's, it's without, I think, the studio mm. kind of... And I mean, he I think mm. he's going for like commercial success. I don't think you'd call this a commercial film. No, no. I mean, that's why it's a cult classic. I mean, yeah. And I think um, Brain Dead and Bad Taste certainly fall into the same bucket sure well bad taste definitely because that's just a self-funded yeah film well, this um, is what number two no i think is brain no yeah brain dead's after this i think brain dead is after this because that's actually where he got a little bit of commercial success but then yeah. it was obviously um and it's but it's still it, it wasn't wacky. massive yeah it's still wacky and out of <laughs> I can gasp for the Lord. Like it's pretty, <laughs> pretty wacky. Well, it's <laughs> the the martial arts kung fu priest yeah. to the baby in a blender. It's pretty wacky. Oh my god! Oh, next, next oh you haven't seen that one? <laughs> no, I've not. Oh, brain, brain dead's great. <laughs> I love the fact that you haven't seen a lot of these. That's good. No, um, yeah, you're enjoying this a bit too much. I think. <laughs> Oh, no, no, it's yeah, no, no, it's good. Peter Jackson is if his Wikipedia page is divided into his phases. So there's his splatter phase, which it's is not. brain dead, meet the feeble, uh, sorry, bad taste, meet the feebles, and brain dead, mm -hmm. and then heavenly creatures and forgotten silver before we get through to Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it, it sort of, I think, because he happily went down this track early on in his career, that's what allowed Peter Jackson to really. I think to probably take more risks with things like uh, mm. Heavenly Creatures, but then, of course, Lord of the Rings yeah, um, uh, in a yeah. way that would not have been done by other people who would have probably held back and mm. thought commercially and gone to screenings with people and refined things, and um, whereas he just went in passionately trying to recreate it. And obviously, you know, you get the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which is still yeah. quite outstanding in terms of the whole uh blockbuster type films it it, it stands alone quite easily um, and it's reshaped cinema ever since it came out now everything has to be a trilogy or a franchise and it has to have this grandiose scale so i think yeah. it yeah it, it uh i think it redefined epic, like an epic film mm. yeah. you know you used to have these sort of you know two-hour movies that was once upon a time was like you know bigger than ben-hur Yes. And then, you know, here's, well, here's three three-hour movies. Mm. Sit down and get comfortable. Like, and, and you know, he did it with mm. King Kong as well. Yeah. So I think he sort of, he's, he himself has had quite an impact on cinema. Yeah, absolutely he has. And it's it's amazing to sort of think of these early films as like the same guy. Mm. But he's got that stuff in there. There's still the little, little sprinklings of <laughs> weirdness. In, yeah, in well, I but swear you're... there's sound effects from Meet the Feebles that's in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> there, there's these squelchy sounds that mm. are definitely there where uh, orcs' heads are being cut off and things in the first Lord of the Rings film. And mm. I was there going, ah, yeah, there you go. There's <laughs> 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 There he is. <laughs> um, and the deleted scene of um, of uh, Legolas's cocksucking song was just splendid. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got to see an evening with Peter Jackson um, that 
was with David Stratton just interviewing him mm. straight yeah. after Lord of the Rings, and um, you know he he you could tell he he showed all this footage of behind the scenes of Lord of the Rings and the behind the scenes stuff going on, the jokes being played, and what the cast were able to do smacked of these early films. Mm. Like it, it's like you see Ian McKellen being really ridiculous. <laughs> um, playing the queen of, uh, I can't remember, he said, I'm the queen of something rather, you know, a bad pun for himself. But yeah, um, it, it was just showing that they were really going to town in Lord of the Rings the same way he does it in this film, where it doesn't hold back. And he's obviously letting everyone do whatever is possible. Yeah, maybe it's, it's, well. it's like an energy and a vibe that he <laughs> seems to... Um... To, to exude i remember watching the um there's that fantastic behind the scenes thing he did for king kong mm. and it goes for like four hours or something and it's literally him from like him sitting down in his living room to write the script all the way through to the film premiering and if you want a really definitive behind the scenes look at a movie i thoroughly recommend checking it out the king kong chronicles or something it's called mm. uh and, but you you get that sense that he, he he's a big kid playing the toys yeah and this movie is literally <laughs> literally that mm. yeah and there's something so um, fun about that. And I really wish he he was doing, I wish he was more prolific. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, maybe guess, that's part of his charm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess uh, also when you think of the success that he's had experienced, does he have to? Um, no, I, am, I think he's I am, I am obviously looking, happy doing his own thing. Well, I'm, at, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does with the Beatles footage. Like that's oh, I can't wait. That's Thank a you. pretty, pretty major thing to be mm. given. Um, not only has he worked with probably one of the seminal fantasy books of all time, he's now going to take on one of the biggest bands ever and mm. uh, do a documentary on that. It's mm. quite amazing to have that compared to meet the feebles and yes. consider where that's come from but there's but when this... you have you if you've watched the um, little preview that they've got the energy is that same yeah energy it's that like it's like the beatles being absolutely nutty mm. <laughs> which i would have had to have been <laughs> to, yeah. I, to survive yeah. who they were <laughs> i'm not i'm not convinced they were like clean <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but it, it's. Um, I think it's also a massive lack of self consciousness in filmmaking too. So, uh, again, I bring it back to a sort of provincial filmmaking that we experience in Australia and New Zealand and South Africa, where it it doesn't have the engine behind it that you see in America and Europe, where the filmmaking is much more self conscious. Therefore, it just can't go to these places like Mad Max, Meet the Feebles, and so on. And uh, it's amazing the impact that all of these filmmakers end up having mm. when you see where they go, like George Miller and yeah. Taika Waititi. Because mm. uh, Taika Waititi's early films, very similar. You know, it's just him doing his thing. He's not self-conscious at all. Just mm. Yeah, they're not, they're, not, they're, not, they're not copying anything. They're not emulating anything. They're just finding their own voice, which their is... Their own thing, yeah. Is, um, um, it's unfortunate that so many voices get snuffed out in a way mm. once they sort of join the machine. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but meet the feebles. <laughs> it, will totally, it, it will totally undermine your understanding of Peter Jackson if you're relying on Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and things mm. like that. Because
because what that's... an artistic man. Yes. <laughs> um, he's got a, a brain that goes places that not many people go. No, I've heard better singing <laughs> from Goose Throat Pants. There's, there's... <laughs> Anal antics, yes, it'll appeal to the intellectuals. <laughs> but I, I, that's the other thing about this. Uh, uh, Peter Jackson's actually very funny in terms of his mm. films. When you watch these early films, uh, they're really, really funny. And it, it's it started to get lost in the serious films, I think. Um, his, oh, his, his sense of humour. Yeah, which is a shame because he's great. You know, he's as funny as Taika Waititi's funny. It's mm. that sort of humour. But, um, yeah, he seems to have left it or pushed it aside. I, I do know or heard somewhere that he was considering going back to a small budget type film again, which I can mm. only imagine will be something similar in these veins. But... God, can you imagine if he did so? Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Be bad taste too. <laughs> Derek, do you come on, we're all, we're all ready for more Derek. Yeah, bring back Derek. <laughs> Monica, uh, have you seen Bad Taste? Nope. Oh, you, uh, you you're, you're actually sort of seeing it in reverse. I am seeing it. We're, 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 we're not evolving Peter Jackson for you. We're devolving him for you. He's like, oh, it's not about devolving anyone. <laughs> like, you can sort of, like, he's got a very clear trajectory now. And it's sort of given me, I guess, a newfound kind of respect because I always just thought he was someone who would be into these sort of huge epics and is part of the Hollywood machine. But no, he has, you know, done the hard work and he has created content for people that he thinks is funny. and a lot of people do as well. They all agree with him. And it's kind of inspired in a way. Oh, it's brilliant. Well, yeah. well bad, bad Taste is about a group of friends uh, fighting back against an alien regime that is has come to Earth to turn us into uh, the latest product for their fast intergalactic fast food chain. We're the new uh, beef patty product. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. And they shot the entire film on a camera. You had to wind up to, you know, take is longer than 30 seconds, I think, because the camera just stops filming. He loves a challenge then. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And they built like um, camera rigs for it and everything. It was great. But um, yeah, I, I highly recommend seeing this. Sure. You. It's a, a film that obviously follows on that concept of bad taste, being the name of his first film. Uh, but done with a very understanding uh, or conscious understanding of the world that he's parodying in this, mm. in terms mm. of the theatre world, the Muppets, the whole lot. Mm. So, not a date movie, though. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> There's some free advice. <laughs> Is this from experience, Scott? No, I'm just, I can just like, just, I can only imagine. <laughs> As I sit looking at the two giant penises behind my head, I can only imagine. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Popped Culture. I've been Scott. I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. He wouldn't dare. Oh, Christ, he's not. Oh, yes, he is, boss.
Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddie, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was a trailer for Meet the Feebles, and the song at the end was the Sodomy song from Meet the Feebles. If you're enjoying the podcast, please, I invite you to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, we're on Instagram, and we're also on YouTube. Let me tell you about sodomy. You must think it very oddly. But I enjoy the act of sodomy. You might call it off a part on me. But if you try to, then you might agree that you enjoy the act of sodomy. It might just improve your sex and heart and to follow. A fact that fundamentalists find difficult to swallow. So join me as I sing of an activity that's fun. Open up your ring and try it from to bum 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 bum